Fox News. Fox News. I love Fox News. Fox News. Do you guys snooze? What do you? What is like, that? Like, is my uh, alarms? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. an adult. No, I'm not an adult. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is that lie? I don't. I don't I, snooze. How are, what? I don't. Yeah. What, why would you? If you have to like, be set a fucking you, time that you know you're gonna wake up, be an adult about it, and wake up. So you're telling me you don't snooze, but does that mean you have like seven different alarms? I if I have to get up super early in the morning, I'll like let's say I got to get up at seven o'clock in the morning. I'll set a seven o'clock alarm, seven a.m. alarm, seven o one, seven o two, seven o three. That is snoozing. that's the same thing as that's snoozing. Hold on a second. That's, hold that's on. Hold on. That's, what, that's why stuff. I Come say that I snooze. <laughs> I always get up after after the first alarm. I okay, yeah. and I just turn the other ones off. They're just backup in case I don't. I mean, I understand the backup alarm. I I need that, but I never purposely like snooze because I it ruins my day. I have like a really yeah, hard. It time. doesn't work. You don't get any more sleep. No, no, it's not. It's not the any more sleep thing. I just have a really hard time waking up, and I always have. And it doesn't. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter if do I. Do you have get. a hard time falling asleep? Uh, sometimes it, the, the, that kind of goes back and forth. There are times where I can just like, like today I actually took a nap without even meaning to. I just like was sitting down and then I was asleep. Mm. Um, I but, can't nap at all. I love napping. But like I, whenever I wake up, even if it's like I've had plenty of sleep lately, I've been actually doing a lot better just waking up. But like I still have to set multiple alarms because mostly it's actually like I'm terrified I won't wake up like for something like ever. if i <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> ever yeah that, i'm telling you dude that's the ideal way to go if i go to bed and don't wake up if i set an alarm for like if i set an alarm for a time like let's say i have to be at work or get up early for something and i set one alarm i will go to bed horribly anxious <laughs> that i will not hear that alarm yeah. Don't don't punch the mic, man. That I will sleep past that alarm, and then I will sleep past the thing I have to go do. Yeah. That's why I set a thousand alarms, and that's why I call that snoozing, also. So, but I don't, I don't, I, don't, I don't ever intentionally press the snooze button because yeah, I have it's the usually backups. an accident. My, yeah, exactly. My partner because like they sleep whatever button it yeah. is too. Yeah. My partner sleeps through alarms, and it's like fascinating for me because like I wake up. I wake up way before her, so like it's never a oh man that woke me up. Like I'm an early bird. It. I don't have issues falling asleep or waking up. Like, and is this is this your nice. mark of an adult? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of those pretentious like asshole people in the morning who's like, if you don't wake up in the morning, you're not a real adult. No, no, no. I don't you feel are those that people? way. I just have no issues waking up, and mm. I'm an early bird. It's just like, have you always been that way? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I was in say, I think my memory, yes. We've all known him. Yeah. 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 I I'm the type of if I fall asleep at five a.m., I'm up by. 10 a.m. at the latest, but I will be up probably at eight. Wow. Yeah, that's like, that's my go-to. Wow. Um, but she sleeps through alarms and like, it, like there will be some times where I, I, I like, I'll get out of the shower and there will be like NPR is her alarm. And it, well, that, just like that blaring. That makes why you can sleep through that. Just yeah. blaring that. And like, she's got one of those sunrise clocks. So it's like a floodlight in the room by the time I'm out of the shower. And I'm just kind of standing there like watching like, this is insane that you are asleep right now. It's just crazy. Yeah. So we're here. Yeah. Wake up, people. Wake up, sheeple. Good morning. Don't hit the snooze button. Welcome to Dick and the Butts. <laughs> <laughs> Dick and the Butts. In the morning. Morning. Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. In the morning. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. I'm Adam. I'm Sunny Side Up. The boys are back in town. Yeah, Hagen's got no shoes on. I accidentally touched Adam's foot with my foot. And I have shoes on. I had sheer terror when it happened. I was like, Let's oh my go, God. Girls. Yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, why did you freak out? Are you uncomfortable with touching another man? It's the I was I would say more of the toes part would be the uncomfortable part. No, I, I was raised Catholic, so like I very like so every anybody who touches human is me. bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was the guilt of like, oh my god, I touched him. My bad. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Adam's definitely wearing shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's winter. Yeah, it's Texas winter. It's, it's nice. It, it's not really hot and terrible out, so I'm wearing yeah. jeans. It's like Canadian an adult. summer. Getting a little worried about my show I have booked in a couple weeks. Uh, I guess like a month from now, uh, I have like a whole quote unquote costume outfit that I'm gonna wear, and it like hinges on being short sleeve, but. I'm very skinny, so if it's super cold, like that's gonna make me play poorly. So I'm a little like, oh fuck, I'm gonna have to pivot. No, we'll set up a heat lamp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Just bring a heater on stage. Yeah. 
That'll be great for my acoustic guitar. <laughs> the venue I'm playing is like they have great heating for the audience, yeah. but there's no heating on the stage for the musicians, which I guess makes sense. Like, actually, I don't know if that makes sense or not. But I remember one time, I think it was you and me, Hagen, went to see it was Helen Kelter Skelter opening mm-hmm. up for Mother Tongues or That's vice funny. versa. So many good band names. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> at this venue and it was like 20 degrees out or like 30 degrees and so we were all sufficiently frigid and we walked in and like we felt the heaters and like we took off our coats because we were like oh we're good we don't need these and meanwhile we're watching helen kelter skelter play and like they were playing like riffs they were just like shredding and i was just like i was watching their guitarist between songs like blow into his hands and i was like that that fucking sucks. And then that was when I noticed there's no heating accommodation up there. But that, that sucks. I, I think that would be terrifying if there was heating on stage. One, I like that. That sounds like a easy, like I'm going to sweat through whatever I'm wearing. How do I, how, like, how do you, how do you like dress for the cold? You wear like jackets, you take them off when you're under the heaters, but like, do you take your jacket off while you're playing then? And then you sweat a bunch. And then as soon as you're off the stage, you're like instantly back in the cold and then you have a cold. Yeah. Your body can't regulate yeah. very well. Yeah. So it's like that, that, no. that, that, that's a toughie. And also I imagine there's like some, some power issues with having a heater on stage too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've seen heaters on stage. I yeah. played in Colorado a couple of years ago and there were heaters on stage. I feel the like co- the other, no. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell us about it. Oh, go ahead. Like, about, did you about touch his foot too? <laughs> no, he's touching my foot. That's why I let him talk. You can't lie. No, I was just they, gonna say we those, have video those, now. They yeah, can't see our feet though. Oh, you can. You can there's see this, my feet. There's a camera. For that. I have it's a fine. foot cam. <laughs> but that's that's private. for the Patreon. Yeah. That's not gonna make YouTube. That's the Patreon. Uh, the coldest show I ever played was in Dallas, and it was raining out. My hands were so cold that I couldn't tell, couldn't physically feel what I was doing. I had to watch my fingers fret the notes. Yeah, I have to do that just in general. <laughs> I'm really glad I'm not like a um solo player for that exact reason like i'm glad that like my bread and butter is just bar chords because anytime i've experienced that in like 60 degree weather um it it, that that's a joke for our listeners uh no one laughed in here but uh don't do it i'm gonna wait 10 minutes (laughs) adam's literally checking his phone uh yeah so anytime that happens i don't feel too worried about it because i just like i just have to be able to you know like overcome not letting go of the fretboard yeah 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 i i saw like one of those like uh those like anonymous tumblr like questions like tumblr still a thing it was like a screenshot i'm not i I think it is it's definitely still a thing right there's just no naked on it yeah Tumblr, no nakey, no nakey on it. But I saw a thing that was like uh, the the anonymous question was like, "Are you vocal during sex?" And the answer was, "No, nah, I'm li- I'm usually lead guitar." <laughs> <laughs> Are you checking Tumblr? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "Are you vocal during sex?" To Jackson? No, he's. I know he's rhythm guitar. <laughs> wow! Oh. Look at that picture. Adam. We're just gonna lose him for the whole episode because he's gonna be on Tumblr. He's now. just on Tumblr. I've never used Tumblr in my life. I used it for a little bit. I didn't understand what I was just looking at. What? Like what Tumblr is? Like how it works? Yeah, like I, the format of it. Oh, okay. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty easy to get. I when... googled. Sorry, I Tumblr'd. Um, Sufjan Stevens. Oh, oh, that's a that's a dangerous one. Yeah, not anymore. There's no sexy. Oh, no sexy. No yeah. sexy. Just God now. I feel like I, I feel like there's like a, a chance that the title from last week epi- last week's episode was maybe too clickbaity. No, I like the fact that we have a YouTube now. <laughs> we have to have clickbait titles. There, it, we need like, to have clickbait thumbnails or whatever too. They have now. We just touched hands now. Oh. <laughs> That can be the thumbnail. I, I'm, I'm putting zero effort into making the thumbnail. I'm just like scrubbing through and taking a screenshot and then putting Don't Feed the Artist in the corner. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I know I sounded really like out of touch just saying what I said because I have no idea how YouTube works. <laughs> no, but, but like I, I genuinely think if we're on YouTube, like that Pitchfork uh, one we did, uh, literally just cutting, cut, copy, paste, uh, cut, 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 copy, paste, whatever you say. Um, it whatever you just said 
I don't think that works. Wick, that was that's such a golden opportunity to say the definitive '90s music playlist or oh, some yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Totally, that, totally. That, like we could do that for every episode. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. the way to do it. Well, I, I you only, should know that you're streaming now. The only reason that I say that maybe it was too clickbaity was because I had people approach me and they were like, "I started the episode. I can't wait to hear why Adam's not there." <laughs> 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 That's so good. Like, what happened? Like, nothing happened. He just I'm wasn't there. I'm so happy <laughs> that nobody I know in real life listens to this. I assume you have that same experience, Adam? I know people who listen to it. Oh, They're just sucks. multiple weeks behind. Mm. <laughs> so do they come they, up with they you know and who they, are. they say something and then you're like, what? That was like a month and a half ago. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they don't know we have a YouTube channel yet. Oh, that yeah, they don't know yet. Wow, they're, it's they're, gonna be big. They're finding out like weeks after it happens. Probably we're gonna we're gonna have at least a hundred views by then. God, when I tell them to vote at the end of this episode, they're gonna be like, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> shit, I forgot." <laughs> I was at a coffee shop on what was this Sunday? Yesterday. Well, yesterday at the time of recording. Um. I was at a coffee shop, and it was, it was my local coffee shop, and um, I was in there, and there was uh, it was really nice weather, as we keep saying, and I wanted to sit out on the patio. It's a very small patio, and it's like uh, like boxed in, so it's not like a, oh, you can sit kind of on the street and still be on the patio. You know what I'm sure. talking about? Yeah. Some bars and places will have that, um, and... I, I noticed like it was very like congested. It's a coffee shop. That's never the case unless you're at like Starbucks, which I was not at. And the I noticed like there's these guys like just like long hair look like, you know, us. And um, they are all like congregated. There's one guy in the corner, like shoved himself like in this like uncomfortable position with a camera, just like shooting them. And like then I make jokes to my partner. And I was like, you mark my fucking word. Those guys they're going to be at ACL in three years making jokes like that. And then she says, do you think that you wear a tour laminate, your tour badge in public because you actually need it? So you remember your schedule and stuff like that. I said, no, absolutely not. You're doing that to show off. Yeah. And then I was like, do they have tour laminates? And then I turned around. I was like, oh yeah, they do. And they're really nice. So I'm like looking, I was like, okay, I saw the name. I'm not going to mention the name, but I saw it and I was like, oh, let's look them up. So I like 500 K on Instagram. I was like, so that's a big, big guy and i was like i noticed i was like well and that's the guy himself and like oh well now i see it it's on his tour laminate that's his face and i'm looking it up and i'm like that's a fucking like country music guy like it was just a name and like acoustic guitars i I was in the shop so i couldn't listen to anything and the night before he was at like uh, the house of blues in houston or something so i was like he's probably at uh the same thing in dallas house of blues look it up no he had sold out the UT Arlington, uh, like, uh, I think it was the basketball arena, yeah. which is a 7,000 cap place. Wow. And I was like, oh, what is this? And then I finally found found out. Any guesses on the genre? The, um, let's go with indie synth. Nope. Hip hop. Nope. Uh, I, not, you Adam, not you're country. right. It was Christian music. I was going to say that, uh, and I didn't feel comfortable oh, that saying sense. that. That so, makes sense. Then I was like, oh, when, as soon as I noticed that, I was like, okay. So it was like he was like opening up for like a like a like a mega church type thing when i saw the venue i was like that's a fucking arena dude yeah and no this dude had sold like 50 dollar tickets just to see him at ut arlington i was Crazy. i was shocked nice. i was super shocked um so i'm gonna be looking through that b-roll to see if you can see me like you know taking the piss out of them in the corner <laughs> be really good yeah Imagine if they made you the subject of the video. Oh, man. I would have not been kind. <laughs> but I would have been the whole time if they had talked to me at the video, like assuming they didn't like say anything about who they were, I would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, like I would have been taking the piss out of country music because at that moment I thought it was country music. Right. And that probably would have made no sense to them. There's a lot of crossover between country music and Christian I'm not contemporary Christian that. music. Yeah. I was going to say the fan base is similar. Yeah. So I was shocked to see that, but uh, good for him, I guess. Um, How did we get here? 
No, I was just telling a story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Story I forgot, time. I forgot how we started because <laughs> one thing about me. Yeah. That's what he's gonna do. Is oh, he doesn't get that. Oh, I know. I hate, that. <laughs> I hate that trend on TikTok. Oh, I love it. I hate it. It's I, so much. I would rather these people just tell the story without the beat. No, I love. <laughs> I love how awkward it is. It's so awkward. The first person I saw doing it, I was like, oh, this is really, this is clever and creative, and then I. Kept scrolling. I was like, "Oh, fucking! This is a trend. God damn it!" Yeah, I was super frustrated. I, the first, like the, the the my favorite one that I've seen recently was someone like telling their story over the beat while they actually had the real song playing in the background instead of just like the beat. So there was just like overlap of vocals while they're trying to tell their story. That's super good. Um, I l- let me can I can I start off the uh, the formal section of this podcast with a, a bit of a theory, a fan theory. A, yes. game a game theory? <laughs> a game theory. Um, well, before I get into that, what do you guys think we should call? <laughs> what do you guys think we should call our um, our fans? I was sitting here thinking about this all day today instead of working. Like we, we, what we should call like our fan base? Yeah, like our fan base. Um, I don't know. I uh, I've thought about this a lot for like for like bands that I'm in, uh, and I've I've never come up with something that like makes sense. And this seems even harder. Yeah, like it's the don't feed the artists is the <clears throat> podcast. So you don't want to call them the artists. That doesn't make sense. Um, the feeders, I, I don't like That's that. No. no, I don't like that at all. The I don't food like bank, I, feel like this I don't is know. Something that should happen naturally, not be forced. Mm. I think I, I think sometimes it is natural, and then sometimes they like like the the people actually name their fan base. But yeah. I don't know. That's a toughie. Yeah. Well, maybe in a month we'll get uh, some good ideas from Adam's camp. From month Adam. might be optimistic. <laughs> um, so I'll get into my theory. So uh, we all know that I saw My Chemical Romance uh, semi-recently, and I'm still like just riding that that wave of nostalgia and really just enjoying their records. The uh, towels. The towels. That's oh, not that's, that's not, not bad. bad. What? <laughs> Fuck okay. off. Maybe it is bad. Oh. <laughs> uh, but that that's really assuming people listen, listen to the all end. the way to the end. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I and that's for the, that's that's for the real the real fans. I guarantee the you they're real fan. <laughs> the real fan. I don't think we it's have fucking me. I don't think we have diehards, but like <clears throat> I think there are probably diehards who don't get that far in the episode. That as soon as they hear you doing the plugs, that they just Listen, out. I'm just I'm just I do saying. that on so many podcasts. Well, so like so like, the, one, like you already subscribed to it. You yeah. don't need to be told to subscribe, but then yeah. you wouldn't find out we have a YouTube channel now. Well, that's true. They would never know. Yeah, and you wouldn't hear all the good jokes at that point that we saved just for that one point. Just for the YouTube. Yeah, just for yeah. the YouTube. What's your what's your theory? So, my chemical romance. <laughs> um and I've been watching uh the set list just curious how much of a variation it, it has night to night and noticing like Man, I think like they learned their whole discography, which granted it's four albums, but that's not an easy task when you're talking about, okay, we're gonna like just start throwing these in and out. You may only play this once during this tour. Um, and especially if it's a reunion tour. So like everybody's watching you. Like it's very everyone's very much paying it attention. It takes a lot of rehearsal. Yeah. And so they are wrapping up at the time of this recording, it is wrapping up tonight their last show on the official part of the tour. They still have a few festivals dates, one of which I will be at. And then they have uh, like their Australian tour. Um, But as not a real tour, apparently. Yeah, no, no, not it's mm -mm. over on that Island. Yeah. You've been, yeah, we're not going to, Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. So this is like the official end of like the reunion tour that they announced back in 2019. No, it was 2020, I think it was. Yeah. But this is the last of those dates. So five shows at the Kia Forum in LA, all sold out. And Gerard Way, before it said, or before any of these shows said, these five, uh, these five shows, each one is going to focus on one of the five albums. People are sitting there thinking like, but there's four albums. What? There's four albums. So the theory is and was. Number five. What? Number five. What? The fifth concert's going to focus on you. His name's album. Oh, there you it's go. It's just going to be Adam oh. standing on stage. <laughs> hey. Oh. 
You did that. You Smarten did up. That. Smarten up. Okay. Yeah. So the fifth, the fifth and final show, the theory is, is that they're going to come out like and just play a ton of new songs, and that's tonight. So we'll see. Personally, I'm going to go ahead and throw and let me give. And this sorry. is your theory. My theory is that's not going to happen. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen. It's among the fan base. It's not a super prominent theory, but it is there because Gerard Way went out vocally saying each one of these uh, sets is going to focus heavily on one of the five albums. And people were like, there's only fucking four albums. That that would be so badass if they did that. Right. So like uh, that that would be really cool. Yeah. Especially if you didn't know that buying your ticket either. Right. So people didn't know that about these shows. So. I was talking, I, I looked at uh, each of the sets and they played basically 10 songs from each of the, or from the album that they were working on. And they went in chronological. So they had first record. And I was like, I'd be so fucking mad if I was there for that first show. Cause I was like, it's not yeah. a bad record, but it's like, that's not what I'm here for. I was like, I would fucking die to be there night two. Night two would have been like, that's like my perfect album. I love their second record. Black Parade would have been amazing. And then I do really like that last record. But once again, like there's obviously the sweet spot of you want to be there on night two or night three. I would pick night three. Yeah, most people would. Um, But they played like 10 songs from the record each night. And I was like, that's so impressive, which is one of those things of like, damn, they really fucking learned every song. And they probably have a practice room. Yeah. Backstage at every venue. They played three nights in a row. And then they took a night off then they played a night took another night off and then tonight's the last, last night one so my theory i don't think that they're gonna do that i think that maybe they'll play a couple new songs but i don't think they're gonna like come out and be like here's 10 new songs that'd be amazing i think that would be fucking killer because even on top of that even on that set that i was talking about the first album um it's still a really well-rounded set list like they're yeah. still playing all their giant hits but like they took out some of the lesser ones for that can you imagine the restraint it would take to be in a band, have an entire new record ready and just ready to go and saving it until the last show? Yeah. Well, and just never saying never anything saying about anything a fifth about, album yeah. until like this weird single mm-hmm. interview where yeah. you that's just like really casually exciting, drop. That's, yeah. like, that's like that's like that's like that's like ultimate edging. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> um, yeah, so Blink-182 is back together. <laughs> Speaking of that nostalgia ride, is anybody here, like, I like Blink-182, but is anyone here, like, a Blink-182 fan, like, a, a fan fan? Uh, I had a period, definitely. And I, I uh, this week was like, fuck, I want to listen to Enema of the State. And I listened to it again, and I was like, this album is great. So, yeah, I'm a fan, but I'm not, like, an active fan. Yeah, I, 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 I'm really confused by the excitement about like the the massive excitement. I'm really confused. I, I know people love Blink, but at this point, it feels like it's a meme. I think. Yeah, I just, I just like so my Blink One Eighty Two. Like, I like all the songs, and I own all of their records to a certain point. Um, let's say I own all of their Tom DeLonge records, <laughs> and I love Matt. <laughs> say, you have to be more specific than that. You could yeah. own all of them at that point except I, for the last one i love matt skiba i like his band alkaline trio a lot like i think they're great love it but like yeah the records they did with him it's just like i'm like yeah not a fan but yeah I, I i think my fandom comes from like i like the music but even at a reasonable price let's say like 45 bucks a ticket i would not go see them live oh yeah okay and i'm yeah. not like excited about this because there are a lot of people because i am in that fandom obviously i paid a ton of money to see mcr um i had a similar thing recently with uh muse that i was really excited about like some of the music that they released recently that i was like you know and it's been a while i i was a huge fan for a while i'm going to see them and paid way more money than i you know should have to go see them see them uh next year but this is one of those things where i'm just like yeah people were texting me like are, are you gonna go and i was like no absolutely not like it's like the cheapest ticket is like one hundred and sixty-five dollars or something oh, like that. Not, not anymore. Like, uh, yeah, see, I, yeah, I don't care that much. Getting into this like dynamic ticket price thing, it just like, have any of y'all been fucked by it? No, no. no. But I like I I've been trying to like just like every once in a while check the blink price tickets because I'm just like this is disgusting. It is. This is fucking disgusting. MCR like, was the same way. Exact same way. I think I think wasn't it yesterday the pit was like 
I don't know, like 800 something yep. dollars. Yeah. yeah. 800. There are a, a handful of shows where the pit has gotten up to like $1,500. Yep. yep. And I don't, I don't understand how anyone thinks that is a good sustainable idea to have that dynamic pricing and have that like not look like shit. Well, and I would everybody. agree with you. I had this really long like text thread with a friend who like, we keep getting screwed by dynamic pricing. And he was just saying like, yeah, we, we both had that sentiment of like, I just don't see how they keep doing it. But I just kept saying, you know, it's because they're still selling out. Yeah. At the well, end I mean, of the day, I, like I, we're I, all mad. Yeah. But we're still buying the tickets. I do understand that, but it it looks like super greedy, especially on bands that are just coming back and like going on tour for the first time. And it's like, hey, we're back yeah. on tour, and also we're gonna fuck you for all the money that wait, we can no, take. Wait, I, I don't think. Let, let's back up a little bit, Adam. Can you describe what dynamic? I I'm not super okay. familiar with it, but my assumption is that they're selling based on what people will pay like kind of a bidding so, kind of style. Right. My understanding of it is so you have uh you know if we're just speaking about North America or even the US in general, you have the East Coast is an earlier time zone than the West Coast. And you go all the way from let's say if um East Coast is uh hour 1 once you get to Texas, which is in the middle, that's hour 2, and then once you get all the way to uh California, you're 4 hours ahead at that point. Everybody agree with that? Yes. Um, So what they've done is those East Coast shows are set at that. Let's say a reasonable ticket for an arena show for Blink-182 is $100. I think that's acceptable. That's totally fine. That's a lot of money, but that's an acceptable arena show. You have to pay everybody there, blah, 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 blah. But what they do, they see, okay, Madison Square Garden sold out in 30 seconds. All right. Once we get to Texas, we need to up those prices up. And they just keep doing that and dynamic prices and it just keeps doing, it keeps going up and up. Yeah. And it just, by the time I can only imagine what the West coast prices are like. So like is it LA. always East to West? Yeah. Yeah. But that, it, because it's, live it's 10 nation, right? local time. So it, it it's that seems like such master, a weird master. Yeah. Fucking way to do that though. Yeah. Like, it, it's like, so Oh, stupid. should we all move to New York city? Is that the answer here? You know, it's yeah, just like, what, what a, the fuck? What a weird arbitrary way to do that i thought it was going to be like show by show they release like here's some tickets and see what people pay and then they right. go hey that's what people will no, pay. because that would what be it, way slimier because then it would be well, so obvious they were doing it it would be so obvious that okay madison square garden and whatever the arena in atlanta is that's the same time zone so wait wait a minute why are you i don't understand how time zone factors into this but yeah couldn't you just because use a VPN? they all start at 10 a.m local time yeah so could you use a vpn to get a ticket to a show that you don't live near, yeah. Oh, what, and they what, don't wait, even... what, what's the VPN got to do with it? Well, you, well, you change your location you to location, like New York, but, but no, they no, don't no, release. No. You, you can't no, even no. buy tickets to the concert the, in Texas. Yeah, yeah the yeah, arena's exactly. oh, local time. That's, not your, yeah, that's, that's what's fucking, confusing to that's me. That's like highway robbery. It is. And, and so what the, the reasoning behind it is that they say this is an anti-scalping measure that if they Get jack fucked. up no it can't anti-scalping if they jack up the prices it will keep scalpers from buying 10 tickets when they can't afford 10 but my friend john he made the great point if we've learned anything from the tech industry with all the shortages on parts uh for building pcs for playstation 5s xboxes that just goes to show scalpers don't give a fuck they're gonna keep buying them I also, they're just gonna jack up their prices more there's also a lot of scalpers that i bet are currently in the crypto bro market and so therefore they probably just have a lot of whatever crypto money sitting around they can use to you know buy yeah. and, and and spend the ridiculous money yeah. so i think what happens and so i know it's Ticketmaster. i think live nation too um but let's just stick with Ticketmaster because I know that to be true. Isn't it the same company? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, okay. there you go. I'm pretty sure they're the same company. But I'm just going to refer to Ticketmaster. They are the ones, they have a, a, a stranglehold on arenas in the U.S. Yeah. I don't know about other countries, but in the U.S., they have a stranglehold of arenas. You want to play at American Airlines in Dallas? You have to go through Ticketmaster. You have to, like, the, the band has to work with Ticketmaster. So I think... Ticketmaster is getting away with this because every time I've seen this in MCR fan groups, I've seen this in Muse fan groups and Blink fan groups of everyone immediately turns to the band and says, I can't believe you guys would do this. And it's just like, well, okay, it is the band, but the band has 
culpability here. They've signed contracts. They've agreed to play at certain venues. Yeah, when, I, I, I do think that they share the blame, but at that ta- that's how Ticketmaster gets away with this because they're like, yeah, for sure. That's how Ticketmaster the- always worked. Was they yeah, were yeah. they were doing that for the venues first and being like, We can make you extra money by charging fees and everybody will hate us and they won't know it's you. Yeah. And then right. they got artists on board with that too, with I don't know, but taking people up are sale hating like the artists. Stuff. People I, are hating yeah, yeah, the artists. I, I, I like, think it's good. Ticketmaster is like, we're well, fucking clean. I think it's good it's backfiring on artists because it feels very greedy on the artist part because I know there are limitations they can't avoid a ticketmaster venue. But if everybody just agrees to dynamic pricing, you're just screwing over like your most like enthusiastic fans who want to see you the most. I would say I would say like you you you, you can't you know not give any art like, any any blame to the artist like you said they they have some, and we don't want to we don't want to let Ticketmaster get off like totally free, but the change happens at the artist, not at Ticketmaster, and that's where I land. Is I think the the blame goes evenly around. I think Blink is just as guilty as any of them. Yeah. I think MCR is guilty of it. I think they're all guilty of it. And my thought process on this is, wouldn't it be great? Like, just imagine, and this is my example for biggest artists in the world every time, but imagine Beyonce just coming out and saying, no, fuck that. We're not doing that. Yeah. The most expensive ticket is this price, and it will not go above that no matter what. Yeah. Like, imagine that. I think um, imagine Pearl Jam tried saying, to do something like yeah. that, right? They, well, they... Went up against Ticketmaster. Yeah. yeah, but just imagine like Beyonce coming out and saying, I'm going to do this arena tour uh, and I'm not doing that. And then what Ticketmaster is going to say, well, then you can't play American Airlines Center. She's like, cool. I don't give a shit. I'll I'm not play playing the bomb in factory. Dallas then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. build a place. I'll do it Olympic style. She'll yeah. build her own venue just for the night. Yeah. Like she I think, and, and, and it's not even, you don't have to go that that level. Like I think Muse could do it. I think any of these artists could do it. I think I think Blink especially should do it, especially because did you see like I mean I'm sure you watched like the 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 video they did with like all the working class people in the in the video like a mailman and like a bartender and it's like you're gonna include these people in your fucking video and then your tickets are they can't afford to go to your dollars are you fucking kidding me most people are when they see those ticket prices they have the thought of say it ain't so I will not go ah uh, all right thank you guys for listening we really appreciate it. It, it, <laughs> did you guys uh, see that uh, this happened maybe a month or two ago? Uh, there was like a metal band that was playing like a mid-sized venue and they were up on stage and they were saying like, hey, go buy merch, uh, but don't buy uh, alcohol or whatever. They said something, I'm, I'm butchering it, but basically the singer said, this venue made us uh, sign a contract giving 20% of our merch uh, uh, sales away and that is bullshit. And I did, yes, I did see so this. Okay. This started this whole thing of um, talking about, like, okay, like there are these small to mid sized acts who have to sign these contracts at every venue they're playing um, to give away their uh, merch, like parts yeah. of their merch sales, because the venue says, okay, well, if you don't sign this, then you can't play here or you can't sell merch. And it's just like, yeah. well, if you can't sell merch, then you can't tour. Exactly. Um, and I think this is a similar thing because whenever that metal band came out, I think they were some Australian band, um, whenever they came out and said that, everyone at that level was saying, this is absolutely true. This is not just this one venue. Every I have brought this up to my management before uh, that, hey, I don't think it's fair that I have to sell whatever percentage or, yeah. or give whatever percentage of my well, merch sales. Because the venue didn't help fund no. the uh, acquisition of merchandise. No, but the right. venue gave you, uh, their argument is they gave you a space to sell it. They, sure, they but their share the of the deal is is their share of the bar. Yeah. Well, well, and, and that and then they should just start have a ticket, ticket price. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm 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 totally I'm totally yeah. like like with what you're all, just all saying this why is. they're like, doing that. The, well, the, it's the, it's like a it's a kind of a shitty reason why they're leaning on though. It's not even like they're providing employees to do anything with yeah. the merch. They're not processing payments or anything. No, you have like, still have to, you still have to bring right. your own everything for that. If Plus, they were like, doing some of that stuff, it'd be like, all right, yeah. you got a point. Like, and then and 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 uh, this goes all the way like down to the lowest level of. A door deal. A door deal is is in so many ways conceptually the same idea. Where like if you don't make this much money, then we're not we're not going to pay you. And even once you make that much money, we're still going to take ten percent off the top. It's like whoa 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 whoa. But 
how do you want anyone to make money? And do you want anybody, like, do you yeah. not want us to like to succeed? This is exposure bucks. And then when you get to the next level where they start taking your merch away, plus that maybe they only give you 50% of ticket sales or less than that. And then maybe they give you percentage of bar. It's like, okay, I mean, there's a reason that a lot of people are saying that the touring industry is dying. I disagree with that. We talked about that before, but like, I, I, I do think that there's a reason that a lot of artists are like, this just doesn't work. This does yeah. not work. So, and the reason why I brought that up is I think it's a similar situation to dynamic pricing where maybe there are acts that like, apparently Taylor Swift has been noted to say of like, I want dynamic pricing. I want that. There's a lot of acts that have like gone on. Bruce Springsteen. I mean, it's it's easy to see why there's tons and tons of money you're leaving on the table by not doing that. Yeah. But like with how that, is she going to fly the jet so much, man? Right. How's well, she going to buy for, another jet? For some <laughs> artists, it might make up, it might recoup some of the money they lost from streaming. Yeah, maybe for some artists sure. at that sweet spot. I mean, I think if you're able to do dynamic pricing, you're, you're yeah, if you're, you're set. If you're like, playing arenas, then you're not. If you're if you're yeah. if you're in any sort of level, that's where it comes down. Yeah. it's so frustrating yeah. because like there is those there like the veil is so like pulled over like the public's head, and they try yeah. to like. They're leaving it up to us to generate. There's the people who are like, well, I don't want to talk bad about my favorite band. But then there's people who are like, no, like it's unfair what they're doing. And they're being really shady about it instead of coming out and saying like, hey, this is why we're doing this. And fuck it. They are playing arenas. Yeah. Like, like I'm not saying that they don't deserve money for their efforts, but they also need to recognize like you are at a place of power quit fucking us it's, over. Well, it's, it's definitely it's definitely like a a, a different working class position it's yeah. like it's yeah. like they're they they are in like you said like the higher position they have like they're they're they, of course i'm sure they like you said they're leaving money on the table they could make more money always but like you're you're just discouraging anyone wanting to i mean like like if, if i was a blink fan no fucking way am i even trying to go to that show there's no way well, and it, it, the but thing that it's gets also me like, is it's an arena though there's a lot of seats and people who can fit in an arena so yeah. it looks even more greedy than like if like you were gonna fifteen thousand. yeah if you're gonna yeah. do dynamic pricing on a place that's like you're a big band and you're playing a little tiny bar of like 500 then all right i get it then at least because yeah. it's like but supply it, and, and demand makes more sense there you're playing in a small place that's probably better uh, yeah as an experience yeah. and most so, of us have been to shows where it's like okay this band like some 41 did this where they they're they're not a massive act but they're an act that can play at like a let's say a 1500 uh capacity yeah. room yeah easy, definitely easy yeah. they did a tour where they played like these small rooms like they played the cambridge room at uh um house of blues Blues, which is like i don't know that's like maybe 100 150 and they went out saying like this is like we're we're under like we want to have an intimate uh experience but tickets are going to be more expensive because we do need to recoup some of that cost totally reasonable because it's still the same show more or less yeah the diehards were like yeah absolutely i'll pay for that And and like they came out from the bat saying it is going to be more expensive to do it this way but like we think it's worth it to have this experience with the people who will come yeah yeah and they were honest and like, that's totally cool. It doesn't feel shysty. It's them being honest about it. And yeah. like this, is, if, if Blink would come out and just say, Hey, like we don't think that we'll be able to like do a similar thing like this ever again in our career. So like it's, this is our chance to really reap the rewards of 30 years of an, in a band. That would be more like, I, you're obviously going to get people who can't go yeah. and who are upset, but that's more digestible. Yeah, it's yeah. slightly more acceptable because you're giving a, a, a solid reason for it. But at the same time, it's like it, it definitely is just saying I don't care about like yeah. about a certain group of people, which is bullshit. The only, I, I yeah. can't think of a band I would pay over $160 to go see. I mean, I can think of plenty. Of bands. Yeah, there's, there's, not, there's definitely definitely, not in an arena, though. For me, there's a breaking point of like it's an arena. I don't want to go to those shows anyway. Personally. Exactly. I, I, so. I would I, I I would pay that much to see the Foo Fighters again. I would pay that much. I would pay way more than that to see Denver. Foo Vultures. Fighters would be the exception for the arena there's, thing. There's there's there are exceptions. Yeah. I would say, but at this but at like at the, at the point of like saying how much money like that you would spend on that if dynamic pricing was is a thing. By the time it gets to us, we're lucky if we see one hundred sixty dollars. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter like what you want to pay. It, so it th- matters. I said that I can't think of a band, but I would both of those bands you just yeah. mentioned. I would fucking <laughs> hand over. Fist. I was thinking like yeah, Foo Fighters Foo and Fighters. Arena, and, I would I would. Yeah. That. And yeah. I saw, like I saw Radiohead. Ray- I'm sure, yeah. like that would be. No, like- I saw them in a fucking field that is not built for, like you know, like acoustically sounding great, and they sounded fucking amazing. Like, yeah, you would do it. It's it's worth it. I'm not yeah. saying, like, I'm saying, if you had that reference, you would. Right. Um, 
But the only reason I brought up that merch uh, item was because when bands started sticking up for that, apparently it has made a positive change that a lot of venues are now dropping that. And it's more of an option type thing and blah, 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 blah. So I'm really hoping it's that... More of an option. I wonder how they spin that option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what's the trade-off they're offering there? Like, yeah. we'll... we'll provide you some tables and i bet well i bet they uh uh, it could it could be like the providing thing it could be something like that but i bet they probably are just taking more money off the top they're gonna get that percentage yeah Yeah. but way or another but what i'm hoping is like for the people who say like oh yeah but beyonce does what i proposed after her tour that's just gonna revert back well I, i i think that's a bit too pessimistic i think it doesn't take much i mean Prince made really big shakeups in the music industry at his own expense of his career, but it had long-lasting effects. I feel. Yeah, I was on t- in talking about Blink One Eighty Two. One thing I f- found really funny was that uh, somebody I went to their subreddit. All the dick jokes. No, but some somebody fucking almost fifty-year-old men making those <laughs> stupid fucking jokes. I love that they still do that. I think it's funny. I hate it. But I hate it. <laughs> Mark Hoppus was posting on his Discord. I think. Yep. And he was talking about how like. They he had bought to, some tickets too. Yeah, he bought some tickets to see how shitty it was, and he was like, "I'm really sorry that y'all are having to go through this." Yeah, and then uh, the Kardashians were saying they were going to be in the pit. Yeah, but the funniest thing is that they told, that, like, they have known for a while that Tom was coming back, yeah. and they told everybody, like, "Hey, keep this fucking quiet." And apparently, Tom was like going to shows and being like, "I'm back in the band," and yeah. totally <laughs> not trying to be quiet about it at all. Yeah, I, I, it was a very like known secret everybody knew about it there was like a live um thread in the subreddit for weeks saying like is the announcement today when do you guys think it'll be (laughs) like somebody had leaked somebody worked at one of the stadiums in the booking and basically leaked the whole tour like weeks ago and whenever it came out everyone cross-referenced it and they're like it's fucking to a t this person was right and like the person like confirmed it to the mods of the subreddit and everyone's like can you send us the confirmation too and he goes absolutely not that will fuck me over if yeah. i do that yeah. if yeah. i do that i'm fucked yeah i wonder if when they get inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame will matt skiba be on stage uh, yeah i think it, it he put out a super did he yeah. say something yeah he put it out oh. today saying oh. basically like i'm really proud of them i'm really like, thankful for my time and like you know i'm really looking forward to y'all shows like he, cool. he was super and in the same fucking Tom post he was like uh like at a skate park he would like put a video of him skating i didn't read the i didn't read tom's thing but i i was told about I don't know it why he posted and it. yeah what was it was it a screenshot of a notes where he was like yeah. love you bro thanks he's like i actually still listen to your band <laughs> <laughs> he genuinely said something he's like i've always been a fan of your band and i actually still to this day listen to you guys god what a dick <laughs> But what, he, what a weird thing to it was type so and then also post. He like, claimed he claimed that he sent the uh, he had already sent it. To, it wasn't notes. It was a screenshot of of a it DM, was right? It was like, oh, I yeah. thought it was a screenshot of a DM that he sent to Matt Skiba. No, I think it was like a notes. But like he said that he had sent it to Matt already, but he felt that the Blink fandom should see it as well. And but it, it just felt like I was like, why? Why? No, why are you posting this? It felt very self like I don't know like masturbatory i guess like i did a good thing i gave money to a homeless person i did a good thing and i need credit yeah Yeah. he was emotionally edging yeah (laughs) but it it was so weird and then like yeah i don't think there was bad blood his like whole the synopsis of that note is basically him saying like oh i'm really thankful you kept the band alive whenever i wasn't there uh but of course you know um fuck mark's uh cancer really put things in perspective and i'm i'm super thankful and, for you for keeping this band alive yeah and travis's like, plane crash and yeah 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 he's like that you that is your doing this band is still alive because of you so it's a nice note but it's also like you don't need to post that yeah i don't know i think i think the whole thing is kind of cool that they're back together yeah i'm excited to hear the record the single is mixed like garbage it's a very it doesn't sound like a band it is a fine song yeah it's mediocre yeah. somebody somebody said if you put it at 1.5 speed it, it actually sounds, sounds like, like a blink 182 song yeah <laughs> like, that's fucking hilarious yeah I've, i saw a lot of like like pop punk bands on tiktok being like we 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 remix this into a pop punk version and yeah. like they all played <laughs> it like faster it's so funny that's so yeah. good yeah um so speaking of a band that got back together we're gonna talk about a band that is uh taking a, a brief little hiatus for a little bout of war <laughs> 
God. The BTS members uh, have officially joined the South Korean military for mandatory service and yeah. will be reconvening in 2025. Mandatory 18 months. Targets on their backs. Yeah. No, they're going to be fucking. Yeah. They're, they're, no, they're either going to keep them really sheltered or they're going to get fucking shot. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're they're going to be sheltered. Yeah. They're going to be fine. They're probably going to not, not have like, like, like front of the line positions, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, so like this has been a like a point of like talking about like oh is there service to uh, South Korea like as being basically cultural ambassadors is that enough to say hey I do they need to serve mandatory military service and uh, I'll say it again nobody should have to serve mandatory military service yeah um, so absolutely not they shouldn't but I Wait, I do so, think that's a good point the cultural ambassadors. Yeah, but- wouldn't that be more like a national service kind of thing? Like if that was a thing, then they would definitely qualify. Yeah. I, this I, is just a weird, like mandatory military service thing, which is not good. But and they, like, they, they gave, they gave the oldest one to a two year, like break, like, like uh, they, they let them wait two years. Cause it's, you have to serve 18 months between the specific age. Eight, it's I think, I think 18 to 28 within, within that like range. Um, and he's 29 now. So they gave him uh, two years ago, like a two-year break, like, hey, you so don't have to do this So they'll all yet. do it at the same time? Yeah, but then they yeah. all decided, they're, yeah, so they're all doing it at the same time, so then they can take that hiatus they had talked about, um, which everybody was all, we remember, we talked about the hiatus yeah. that they're on. Yeah. I feel like if the government's making that kind of concession and being like, we're going to give you a, a little break so you can guys all serve it together, it's like, you, you know this is a thing, and you probably just shouldn't have them do it now, right? Like, Yeah, that, 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 that does seem strange, but I, also, I mean, like, you know, there's, I, I, who knows? It's but like it's it's a weird it's weird publicity. I yeah. guess. Can you imagine yeah, being it's... an average citizen there and and seeing in the headlines that these filthy rich pop stars uh, get yeah. to skate like get off scot free because well, right. they're super famous? That would like, be bad too. What the fuck? Yeah. And it could be that they all they they made the choice because of that like because of that thing of like well, we want to go serve our country or who knows? Yeah, the whole thing's fucking crazy. Are you guys familiar with how like most of these K-pop groups work? How they're formed and everything? Like child labor, <laughs> no, <laughs> like not that at all. Okay, so that's how the like American Hagen's boy not. bands were were formed. Sounds like Hagen's not. Sounds like maybe Dave's. I was gonna not. say like designed by committee. Like so, the way it works is there's these groups. Uh, I don't know any of the names of them because uh, I'm not Korean and so I can't remember a lot of the words. It's so, all Simon Cowell. No, Doesn't. Simon Cowell has nothing to do with it. I know. I'm just being um, <laughs> Yeah, but so basically, there there are these groups. It's like it's like saying Sony Music Group, and the way it works is it's 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 known that okay, you will if you want to be a K-pop star, if you want to be this kind of thing, you go to this, and it is like being the. It was put to me, kind of thinking of it like a high school drill team. Mm-hmm. You can be in dance class, but to be on the drill team, you have to be in the dance class, and you have to be part of these auditions and if you do well on this audition you get to be part of this show but you're still gonna have to audition that's basically how it works so if you if you show talent you can be part of these groups and then you'll spend years of training that kind of thing like a conservatory which is too much for what it is but you're put in these dorms that kind of thing and then you audition and then like the cream of the crop rises to the top that kind of thing I would like I spent a good while today looking at what these dorm rooms look like because I was thinking they're calling them dorm rooms like in interviews people will say what are you doing today to one of a like a k-pop member and they'll say oh I'm just gonna hang out at the dorm and I'm like surely not it's not a dorm and I looked it up and I'm thinking like it's gonna be like a it's gonna be just a fucking uh, apartment right absolutely not it is like it is a dorm room uh you can look up what the bts members used to live in that like all of them lived in the same dorm room together so there are there are groups that will be like these like dorm, bunk beds yeah it's yeah. bunk beds and yeah. it, it ranges from nine to 15 members in a room it's fucking insane obviously they're in these really nice complexes where it's like they have video game rooms they have like workout rooms but it's very much one of those things where it's like this is where you sleep everything else you do out here but obviously their days are like super regimented it's a fascinating system but at the end of the day they are choosing to be there 
But so, it's also taking advantage of them like Disney they, kids and like absolutely. all that. that. That's what I mean about child labor because they're taking advantage of these yeah. like young kids. I'm not saying that they're conscripted into being this like you have to do this now. It's more like they're they are yeah. choosing it and then someone is taking a lot of advantage on these like young people who are trying to just become pop stars, which I, yeah, that is a lot to do, I guess, but yeah, it definitely, it, it's, it's, I always thought of it like, like, like making it in Disney. Like you yeah. go through so much bullshit. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know the age bracket for these companies, but most of the people I've seen, uh, that have gotten big in these K-pop groups that have actually become like K-pop idols. Like, most of them, it seems like they started when they were maybe 18 or 20 between that age group. Oh, I but, thought they, but they must have started younger than that. But, but with BTS, Well, though. obviously, they were doing other stuff younger. Yeah, okay, okay, but yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like joining that actual group, oh, like, okay, like the okay. Sony mu- music group. Yeah, 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 okay, um, yeah. But at the end of the day, like me thinking of me when I was 18 or 20, doesn't mean I was making the most sound decision. That, sure. That kind yeah. of stuff. Like, am I, was I really thinking about my future of like, well, when I'm 30, do I want to have my day fully regimented out and I can't have a girlfriend? Do I want that? So like, there's definitely that argument to be made, but I thought it was fucking fascinating. So BTS, we salute you. We'll see you in 2025 uh, for your reunion tour where dynamic pricing is just absolutely run amok. Get Kim Jong Un for us. <laughs> Do you think they're gonna let them take breaks to record a record? Mm-mm. No, no, they're absolutely in not. They're they're they are in the military. It's eighteen to twenty one months. Honestly, that's eighteen to twenty one months that is going to generate so much hype for it's gonna be that eight, brand. It's gonna be eighteen months for them. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're not yeah. gonna serve twenty one. Yeah, and they're not gonna they're not gonna. They're not going to be at the fucking the DMZ. It's not going to be like Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. not going to be right at that border, the DMZ with right. North Korea. They're gonna they're gonna do their like military training, which it, I think I saw it was like five weeks of military training, and then they get assigned to their units. They're gonna be on the most like lax unit of like yeah yeah you get to hang out in the government building and like they're gonna be like George W. Bush when his dad was like president still and he had to go in the military. It's like yeah yeah he just, we're like, gonna make him do phones. real stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> choking on a peanut on a ranch. I yeah. wonder if they're gonna come out and be like, do you remember when Paris Hilton went to went to jail and she was like, yes, I came out a different person. It's like you're in jail for like eight days. I think I mean know, it would be interesting if they came out and they were like very outspoken against yeah. this. It yeah. also would be interesting for them to be like, oh, this was really nice to take a break from. Like, Probably. But yeah. also, they're going from one regimented That's lifestyle what I was to too. another. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, interesting stuff. I, um, hope some, I hope at least one of them comes out and is like, I want freedom now. I want to do what <laughs> I want to do. I want freedom. <laughs> uh, Hagen, is there any hot goss? No. I mean, unless you're talking about. I'm asking you. This is not on my shoulders. <laughs> I don't have the articles pulled up. Adam about... saw me skip it. Adam I was saw say, me. He had it pulled it. up. So, yeah, but but I th- you said we had to talk about it. I don't have to talk about shit. I mean, Kanye is gonna buy Parlor. There you go. All right, yep, we did it. <laughs> so Queen released an unearthed song <laughs> featuring Freddie Mercury. Legitimately, they did. Did you all listen oh, it to came it? Came out. We talked about yeah. the fact yeah. that they were about to release. Called that. Face It Alone. Uh, it was from the 1989 The Miracle. Was that their? That wasn't their last record, was it? I thought the show must go on. Was I can find out. That sounds right. It's late enough in their career that like there's there's no bangers on it. So. Makes sense why we don't remember it. Uh, it's a fine song. It's not bad. It's just, I, I would imagine there's like a handful of these songs that are just like in various stages. Yeah. yeah. Un- an un- well, like, unreleased Queen song is probably like still a pretty good song, but I bet they have a right. lot of them. Yeah. It's good. It's so like the last Prince album. Prince has how many yeah. unreleased songs? Oh, like. he has like 30 records worth, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the last album was Made in Heaven. Yeah. A name that none of us remembered. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it's fine. But yeah, that's all I have. That's all I got. That's all you got. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all you got. I love yeah. it. I love it. Welcome back. Yeah. Thanks. Feels good to be back. Feels much better than being sick. <laughs> I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do what you're listening to? Mm. Yeah. Do we? Do we still do that here? <laughs> what do you think? Do you want to do that? Mm. Do you want to go outside? Yeah. I want to go up. <laughs> you want to go up? Yeah. You want to go up? We can go up. Uh, <laughs> I listened to Return of the. Mac? 
the Dream Canteen, the Chili Peppers record, the oh. new new one. I'm just gonna watch this. Was I'm that putting the my album hands. Name? Yeah, this is they. They've released two records this year. Okay, I was like, I listened <laughs> to it and I don't remember that name anywhere. Yeah. So that I hadn't listened. To that it before. just came out. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Is it also like? Yeah, it's another Anthony, album. Anthony Kiedis or Cletus? <laughs> Kiedis. <laughs> Jackson's trying so hard not to say anything. Uh, he sounds better on this record than he did on the one that came out a month ago. Or I mean, it's easy to do. Yeah. No more weird singing fuck i don't know <laughs> somebody else go you got it you got it well, we gotta uh, hear what jackson's gonna say no, he's, <laughs> he's not he's gonna doing, say he's it he's job. not gonna say it i've said enough this episode they're, they're, they're <laughs> just they're one of the best bands uh out right now so so yeah. i i genuinely like i bought that i, I was like <laughs> i'm trying to trigger you <laughs> i like, yeah <laughs> it, it took me a second i was like Dave might think no. no, no, no. I mean, their live footage is really energetic. It, it always really cool. has been. Yeah. yeah, so that makes sense. It would be really interesting if they release something and then they played a live show and they just like stood still just on stage, stand around. <laughs> they, just, yeah. like, they just stared at their fucking instruments the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I have been listening to uh, a couple things, um, but the one that I, I I'm really stoked on is uh, Lorna Shore's new album, Pain Remains. Is it a full album? Full album, cool. It's incredible. Um, and uh, uh, the last three songs is, is called "Pain Remains One, Two, and Three. And uh, they were inspired by "Between the Buried and Me" by nice. that. And I thought that was—I actually I heard some stuff in there, and I was like, that kind of sounds like a Biddy Bam riff. And then uh, the the guitar player actually did a breakdown of each song. Um, he did a breakdown he in did. a metal song <laughs> in a deathcore <laughs> band. They did some breakdowns. Whoa. Um, yeah, it's a really, really great album. I'm, I'm really, really into it. Uh, I, I usually don't like a lot of that style of music, but Lorna Shore is really good. They're changing a lot of that style to make it, I think, more accessible, especially to other metalheads who aren't into that style. The only issue I'll ever have with that style of music is the mixing. It's just so hard to hear things sometimes. But uh, I do like, especially the way they mixed Will Ramos' voice on this, because they have to, because he's the best out there. So they have to mix it well. But, he's the reason they're so popular. Right yeah, now. yeah, because they, they went through a, a fuck ton of vocalists before him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really incredible. And then also I saw Man Man last night for the bajillionth time. Uh, I spoke to the, the, the lead, Honus, which I have never spoken to him before i think you've missed half of his name honus honus sorry there you go. Um, <laughs> they, he was at the merch table because uh, the other guy left so <laughs> whenever i wanted to buy something he was like oh uh, oh you, you mean the guy from the venue who's taking 10 percent?" no it was the opener the opener was doing the merch but yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah so like I, I i bought a shirt and then i talked to him and i was like yeah i've, I've the shirt you're wearing right the now. The shirt I'm wearing right now is a man band shirt. Looks like it should be glow in the dark. It looks like it should be. It yeah. is not. Unfortunately. Shirt. Um uh, I, I said, Yeah, I've been I've been seeing I've been seeing you guys since I was a, a, a freshman in high school. And he was like, When was that? Uh, it's like <laughs> Did he say that very matter like when was that? Yeah, it's exactly how. No uh, smile, no yeah. frills. And then oh, it was it was a little bit of a smile, teeny tiny bit. Can't tell under the facial hair. <laughs> but I uh I, I told him, yeah, it was like 2006, 2007 when you guys opened for Modest Mouse, and he remembered the venue he remembered like of course he remembered the tour right but he was like yeah that venue sucked that gig was dog shit but thanks for being an, like an old, an old fan and then and and then we talked to him more about like the other shows we'd seen and and he was like kind of receptive but also i can't tell if he's like a nervous person or just like kind of like doesn't want to talk to people i've never spoken to him after being a fan of them for so long we see them at small venues i always see him walking around and i, I just he's like a mystical figure to me only one way to find out Get him on the show. Fuck yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> Happy to do it. I think definitely within our reach. But they played like, uh, I would say almost half of the set, probably 40% was all new stuff, mm -hmm. um, which was really weird for them. They normally like play the hits or play like, like you know, whatever songs Honus Honus likes. Um, but they played a bunch of fucking new songs. They have was, a song where like people get their keys out and jingle them, right? Butterbeans? Uh, Butterbeans, yeah. So I was told that today and I was like, do people still have keys? Do like can yes. you do that? Yes, you fucking asshole. No, yes. no, 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 no. What does that mean? That's <laughs> not just be me. People everybody take their I, fucking phones out like this. No, everybody I asked today was like, "Oh yeah, no, like I don't carry keys around with me. Like I have my car key fob, but like I have one of those door uh like with the keypad on it. So like yeah, I don't carry my keys." Some of us live in old houses. 
you can put you can a new doorknob on it. Can. So does Hagen. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, no. And so like, I was like, and I said, you know, wow, that makes me sad. Like, and I don't, I've never been to one of their shows, but I was like, that kind of makes me sad thinking like, like this kind of very unique experience might be gone just by the fact that, of technology. That could be that could be why the, so so the the marimba player started to play that song last night and then they went into another song that started with marimba. And so we were like, "Oh my god, that was like a crazy fake out." Holy my shit. Keys. Um but that might be why they didn't actually play the whole song. They just like played the intro and then and then went to the next song. But like, maybe it's just been were, getting quieter every every <laughs> single year. If I were in a band like that that had something that was getting phased out by technology, I would create an app from the band, what the fuck? That is the sound of keys jingling. Yeah, it, but and then sell it with dynamic pricing. Yeah, because <laughs> then people were saying like they were saying yeah, but like you just expect people to carry lighters around. I was like, I mean, you have the light on your phone, so like that. That's also that's not unique to a band. Yeah, that's like everybody yeah. does that for slow songs. Whereas like this is a band I've never heard anybody doing that during a show. I was like. That makes me really sad, and I don't even really listen to this band. <laughs> it made me very sad. Adam, it's going to be okay. What are you listening to? Uh, I listened to Namdi's new album, which yeah is not a surprise to at least half the table. <laughs> I, I listened it was to it a too. Surprising record. Huh? No, it was a really good album. <laughs> um, like a, I I think rat. you said it was you liked it more than his previous album. No, right? I said or that just I, as much? I I said that I I probably said that, but I I, I hadn't given it enough time. Just because I I just was really busy and like when it came out I didn't have enough time yeah. to like really process it. Um, after process, I'll let you, I'll let you I'll let you finish. Actually, I was gonna say I, I think it's <laughs> he it's asked you a question. Almost as <laughs> almost as good to me so far at least as his previous album before yeah. this. Yeah, uh, which I still think was probably one of the best albums of the year. Obviously, we picked it as our yeah. podcast pick of the year, but. Some I, of our listeners haven't gotten to that episode yet. <laughs> they, they might get there soon. I have. I I, I listened to it um, a bunch this weekend, and I I, I felt that uh, obviously it's a very different album. I think that I hear a lot of maturity in it, though. I hear like a fuck ton of maturity in the songwriting, um, and that 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 was a weird thought to have for a Namdi album. I don't know why that was weird, but I I do you follow him on social media because there's no maturity going. on I know, there yeah, I know. That's that's why I was like, that's why I was like, this is a weird a weird thought to have about this. But I I like I, there was something about like the production and the songwriting where I was like, this just feels this just feels like uh, there's there's more age behind this, which I which I really like. Yeah, I think that and it feels like your point about production. It feels like there's a lot more like resources or money behind this, maybe. And yeah. I, I don't know if that is the case. It probably is. There was but. there was a lot more of like the a lot more like the hip hop thing too. Yeah, which is still wonderful. Which totally worked. Yeah, I listened to like half of it and I was like, damn, this is really good, but it's not for me. Yeah, you got to get to the second half. Like it. Changes. Are you joking? Or are you no, serious? No, I'm, I'm serious because okay. like the first it half does, is it like does change, yeah. almost entirely like the hip hop type Namdi, and then the last half becomes like what we saw at South by. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, yeah it's so wild. It was starting to get to that point. There was like a yeah. slower, more uh, stripped down song. Yeah. And then I, but I remember thinking like, this does feel more focused and uh, the arranging feels more deliberate and coherent. Yeah. yeah. It feels more intentional. Yeah. 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 Just start at whatever song that was. There is that inflection point and the rest of it is the more live band aspect. Yeah. I'll say also that that single that he dropped the first one, I don't want to be famous. Uh-huh. That it, like that song is like probably the most single song. Like the most the song of all of his music he's released. That song is the one that I could like I, as soon as I as, as it come comes on. I'm like, of course, this was the single off the album, and this also is like the most like single e song he's ever ever released. It's such a it's such like a it's like, brilliant. Yeah, it's great. He did that on purpose. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Wow, I've been listening to the 1975s. Uh, most recent record that they just put out this last week called Being Funny in a Foreign Language. Um, this is a band that I'm a latecomer to, but I, you know, I think I've listened to it maybe three times all the way through, and it's definitely a different record for them. Um, and I'm shocked at how good it is. I Their last record was so indecisive on what it wanted to be. It starts out with like a punk song, and then it gets like there's this weird like, there's this really like catchy electronic song. And then there's like almost a Prince style song. It's all over the place. There are great songs on the record, but it's not cohesive at all. This is much more, it's methodical. I saw that it was like just barely over 40 minutes. I was like, thank 
God. Cause the last one was like over an hour. Um, super, super impressed with like, and obviously it still has those like pop rock songs that the 1975 is known for. Um, but I'm a super big fan of that part of the band song, which I, I listen to and I don't know how you can write a song like that. Um, if you have listened to that band before and thought, Hey, that singer, like everybody's good in this, but why is he singing about that shit? Why is he singing about busting in his hand? Why is that a lyric on an acoustic song? It is like, it's still that. So that, that's my one thing where I'm like, come on, man, nobody's asking for that, yeah. but I can see through that and just enjoy it. But yeah, it's a great record. Really? Like I, I did not expect to enjoy this one as much as I did. There's like a wintering. There's a song called wintering where it's just talking about being home for Christmas and not in that kind of like, uh, like the kind of like slow, like halftime or whatever. It was, it's like a, it sounds like a Paul Simon song. Just talking about like, I'm, I'm not here for the conversation. I'm just here for the stuffing. I'll be home on the 24th. <laughs> and it's just like, Oh shit, this is really good. What like d- I what, did not expect it. What day is Christmas? 25th. <laughs> But you go home on the twenty fourth. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Most people like to be there's oh, a Christmas I see, I see, Eve oh, dinner. Christmas okay, Eve is I understand, way okay. more. I understand what you're saying now. Family I'm, fun than uh, misunderstood Christmas what you morning. meant. I thought you meant like I'll go twelfth month of the year. I'll go home. Uh, I'll return yeah, I, home I thought, on uh, the twenty fourth. That's yeah. why I was like, he's he's learning his months. Did he forget when Christmas was? <laughs> Twelve. Uh, There's only so much room for different things, you know. I do want to make an honorable mention. I've an album I've really been enjoying this week is Just Before Dark by Mike Viola, but it's not new. It's from 2005. And it's live, but it's really, really good. Nice. A live one. <laughs> we, we, we caught a live one. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week. I got a new guitar pedal. I'm going to bring it, and I'm going to fu- put my mic through it. This is going to be fucking sick. Cool. I'm, I'm really excited to have to my deal with this. It. It's going to be a shit show. But it's going to sound dope. Anybody got anything else? Nope. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching, all of you on YouTube. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe whatever podcast app you're using. Or if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Uh, hit the like button. That'd be super cool. If you want to email us, email us at thanks, Adam, for showing up this week at don'tfeedtheartist.com. Or welcome back, Jackson, at don'tfeedtheartist.com. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, if you're on social media, you can follow us at DFTA Pod on Instagram, or uh, we're on Facebook. And if you like Facebook, I thought I thought it was gonna make a big noise. I was totally ready for that. To, yeah, there we go. There I've we had go. a bendy straw this entire episode. It's a fucking twist. The straw that unless is. you were watching video. It's a it's a it's a bend, not a twist. It. Could be a twisty straw. Yeah, do you want a twisty straw? Make it a twisty straw. Bend it up. Oh, twist it up. Fuck. (laughs) Then I can't drink my soda. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Like Jackson said, you can email us. Uh, Please comment also. Please DM us on Instagram. Say hi, what's up. Give us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you guys. It means the world. We promise next week we're going to talk about Adam. We know that we kind of led you on last week we're gonna talk about it we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sit him down and and give him the talk next week yep yeah that has to happen sometime gonna learn about the feet and the hands (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening everybody i don't care that you fuck that's not it (laughs) get rid of town (laughs) oh